Welcome to Chicks Talking Drag, where we discuss everything drag race. This season, we'll be chatting about UK drag race versus the world, and we are so excited. Absolutely, and we cannot wait to take you on this journey with us. Yes. Beware of spoilers. Hello, and welcome to Chicks Talking Drag. My name is Anna, and as usual, I am joined by the utterly fabulous and divine Gabby. And we are so excited to be here. You guys, it's the semi-final of UK Drag Race versus the World, and it's episode five. Yes, I know, it's a short, short season. But guys, what do you think of this season so far? Because it's been really fun re reviewing it, but we've been really shocked by some of the eliminations. Like, girl, what is going on here? Like, oh my God. Pangina leaving last week, like that was that was crazy. Like I knew it was gonna happen, but at the same time I was just like, fuck, that is not the one. This is not how I envisioned the top five panning out, but there you go. And obviously Pangina was crying and she was upset. And Blue Hydrangea was just like, well, you know, oh well. <laughs> Basically, that's how she was. She's just like, well, oh well. Um, <laughs> you know, she was like, I, I was worried about you know the kind of response that i would have to send such a beloved queen home but at the same time my heart was like well this is a game after all and to be fair mo probably would have done the same and blue was like well pangina made the same type of decision when she eliminated jimbo which is to get rid of her toughest competition when she had the chance and bag of chips was pre previously vocal about wanting to get revenge on pangina on behalf of jimbo so to be fair the only, the only people that would have kept um, Pangina in the competition would probably be Jamie and Jujube, I would say. And with Juju, I'm not sure. And, and the thing is, it's not like um, other all-star seasons where queens are just like, yeah, I'm going to look at your track record. I'm going to see how many wins you have or how many times you've been at the bottom, how well you're doing, taking the, you know, the challenge into account as well. But this season, they're just literally like, I'm going to rip up the rule book and be like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I like. That's what it feels like. Indeed. And, you know, the, the the next morning after, Blue admits that she kind of enjoyed sending Pangina home, which I was just like, well, that is a bold statement to make. But to be fair, if you were in the competition, would you send your um, competition home? Maybe. I wouldn't because I'm too much of a, ooh, I want to be friends with everybody. But I have a feeling you would. <laughs> I would, but at the same time, I there's some people that be like, okay, I want to compete with you. Like, for example, Jujube, when right. people said, oh, you are one of the best and like you're a legend and whatnot. Her, I would have kicked out straight away. Really? Yeah, 100%. But so like, let's say that you won the first um, episode. You would have been like, okay, bye. She was not at the bottom. She was, uh, Janie was at the bottom. And she, uh, she would have gotten the job from me, 100%. Okay. I'd be like, bye, thank you. It wasn't great seeing you. <laughs> thank you, next. It was nice knowing you shortly, but uh, alas, times are changing. So, yeah, and uh, maybe I would have kept Juju. No, I don't think I would have kept Juju B the first I time. I don't feel like you would have done. I don't feel like. No, I wouldn't. So, and uh, you know what my thought process would be? I'd be like, girl, this girl has been in the competition four times. There's some queens here that haven't. The, this is their second chance like and you've been here four times and you've been on another show affiliated with drag race girl no yeah no, but, 
totally get it. But yeah, we do get onto the main challenge actually. And um, Rue announces that this week's main challenge is a remix of the song Living My Life in London. And the girls we record with the help of Jade Turnwall from Little Mix. Yes, Queen. And the girls are in charge of choreo, which uh, I don't know if it's a smart move or uh, or not. Because what would you rather? Would you rather have a choreographer or choreograph your own dance? I'd rather have a choreographer. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> you're telling me. Picking up moves is stressful. Exactly. And like every, you have to make sure that everyone can pick them up and whatnot. Whereas the choreographer doesn't care and you don't have to care. Like the, you just have to think about yourself. True. Like I don't want to take that type of responsibility. But um, basically as part of the challenge, each girl has to write the, a verse about their hometown. And uh, Jujubi talks about Boston, Baga decides to talk about Soho, Blue talks about Belfast, Jenny talks about Amsterdam, and Mo actually explains that she had a nomadic life, but eventually lands on LA. And uh, that brings us to the recording. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. You know why? Because I freaking love Little Mix, especially Jade Furwall. Um, and she's like the biggest drag race stan ever, like especially if you look at their music videos. But she's just she just fangirls all the time, and I'm I'm just here for it because I feel like I am that Jade. Like if I was in a girl group, I would be the Jade of the group because I just be like, oh my god, drag queens, I love them, which I do, obviously. And the fact that she is there to coach the queens with the vocals is just brilliant because obviously she's an amazing singer she can dance she knows how to perform she's a good lyricist so she's just really the whole package plus she looks fabulous so what's not to love mm-hmm. and we've also got ian matterson round as a producer i don't know who this guy is but i just want to say that i want to give him an award because he was the vip of this episode do you know why because he knows how to order tune girls, that's why. <laughs> Janie. Oh, Janie, I'm looking at you. And speaking of Janie, like, girl, she could not sing, poor thing. Like, if you know you can't sing, why, why, why would you sing, though? But why? Yeah, exactly. and that, right? Hello? Uh, that's literally what Jade said. And it's like, it's like me knowing... I know that I can't sew, so why would I try and make my own outfit? (laughs) Unless I'm on a show like this, in which case, yeah, you kind of have to anyway. And then Jade was really impressed with Bagger. She thought that the lyrics were bang on, bagger chips. Um, And she was impressed by the way that Juju could stretch her vocals beyond what she thought she could. But like, for me, to be honest, I was a bit like, eh, it's okay. I was more impressed with Mo's verse. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is fire. Like, she knows how to rap them flows. She is in it. And I, I was impressed by Blue as well. But, you know, I was like, this is only the recording session. So we don't really know how this is going to pan out from here, right? So we do get into choreography as well. And Mo and Janie take the lead in the choreo development with the girls. Which makes sense, as they are both dancers, particularly Janie. I think that if Pangina would have still been around, Pangina would have taken the lead maybe with Janie. I'm not sure. But anyway, so we're like, okay, let's see how this choreography goes down. 
And Bagger was definitely the one that was the most uncomfortable with the dance moves, but the attempts by Juju to adapt some of the moves to make everyone look good was mostly shut down by Mo. Because Mo was just like, <laughs> no, what is going on here? You know when um, she did the much better move? I was just like, oh my God, what is going on here? Like, yeah, no, that is, that is not the dance move. But you know, because it is their semi-final performance, all the girls want to push themselves. But they're also concerned with making sure that they showcase their own strengths. Now, Gabby, you can dance, I like to think. So what would you say would be your strength in the choreo department? Like if you, you're having to choreograph your own routine, like would you want to make it complex? I mean for yourself, like for your individual number, would you make it serious and complex or you make it funny? Like what would you do? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess. Would you, would you freestyle? maybe or... yeah i'm not one for choreo at all because uh, i cannot follow choreo for shit oh girl me too <laughs> i find it I, you know people some people they just pick things up in seconds and i'm like i'm gonna need you know a few days to uh, memorize this routine but yeah. like when it comes to freestyle i'm just like okay i'm feeling the groove feeling the rhythm of the music and i'm like yeah let's do it <laughs> Exactly that. Like I can't. I absolutely can't follow Korea now. Forget about it. <laughs> it's not for me. So, in regards to recording, yeah, knowing your vocal capabilities and performance and whatnot, who would you be like singing or rapping wise, like in the group and choreography wise? Who would you be knowing everyone's dance abilities? What do you think? I'd be the rapper. For sure. Okay. So I'd Mo. I am not. I am not Ariana Grande. I just not. Do you be Mo of the group then? Or? Yeah, I'll be the Mo of the group. Okay. And then, I I think dancing wise, I'd be more of a. I think a blue. Okay. Little wiggle, little wiggle, but making yeah, it cute. Really. Like eventually, I will pick up the the choreography because I need to. Yeah, like Blue Blue can pick up choreo and she looks good doing it. Exactly, but I wouldn't look like Baga. Who do you think you would be? Uh, well, in the recording session, I, I, well, I guess I would be a jujube because I, I sing as opposed to rap. I think I'd sound very white trying to rap because <laughs> mm, okay. so, I'm a white girl. Yeah, well, there's some good white rappers, but, you know, I'm not one of them. I don't have rhymes and flow from days. I'll give you some vocals instead. And choreo-wise, yeah, I'd like to think that I would be like Mo with these sexy, sensual moves. And I would be if I was not doing it choreo style, you know, if I was freestyling it out, but mm -hmm. alas. So probably, yeah, I'd probably be blue as well, to be fair. But it was very interesting. And we do get to Elimination Day. Now... I know you have a lot to say about this. What do you think about Juju and Bagger's conversation about alcoholism? Because I think it's really interesting, a topic that's been explored a lot on Drag Race. But it's really nice to see it on this international re-edition as well, because it really shows a sense of community. Like, So basically, we see two sides of the same coin. Bagger talks about having a very alcohol raging past and uh, that's fair 
she she was uh, an alcoholic for 10 years and now she she doesn't mind a drink she would never go cold turkey but she understands how to control herself whereas juju talks about going completely cold turkey for sobriety and like leaving the person that she was in a relationship with for 13 years or 13 years to make sure that she wouldn't find herself in those situations that would trigger her alcoholism. And uh, I think those are two, like, are two stories that, in a way, we have heard before, like, about how working, living, and working basically during the night because of the nature of being a jockey and the nature of the job mm-hmm. brings you to, like, finding coping mechanisms which are not really healthy for you and uh, they also allow you to like not only like stay awake and whatnot but also feel like you are funny and you are the life of the party and you are all of these things and you are being sociable because like at the end of the day drag queens they get bought drinks all night and like you don't want to be I'm using air quotes here rude and saying no I'm not having this drink so i understand both stories and like we do come also in the uk in a culture that very much revolves around going to the pub and like socializing very much revolves around that i feel like it's slowly shifting people are trying to do more wholesome stuff and like more active stuff but mm-hmm. until before the pandemic i think everyone was like oh let's go to park and uh, and grab a drink let's go to the pub and get a drink let's go to the pub watch the match and have a drink let's go clubbing and have free drinks like i mean just go anywhere and drink really yeah exactly so um i totally get where where it comes from Uh, what are your thoughts Yeah, I definitely personally relate to this on a personal level, especially when you said about the fact that, you know, in UK culture, it's just synonymous to go out and just like get absolutely pissed. It's like for me, and you know this as well, like I don't drink much anymore. I never did drink like a lot because of like mental health reasons and physical health reasons. But, you know, whenever I did get really drunk, I, I hated the way that I felt after like mentally and physically and it did it did take a toll. And although I enjoy drinks, I really keep it to a minimum and I don't feel like I want to drink any more than like two or three drinks at the most. And I, I always get this perception from people like, oh, you know, you're no fun if you don't drink more or like, why are you not getting drunk? Or you start to feel uncomfortable, right? Because everyone around you is drunk. And you're just like, I don't really know how to act or react around them. And it's definitely something that I feel when I go out with people is that I feel, I feel a little bit like a fish out of water because I'm just like, I'm seeing all these people drunk around me and I'm getting a lot of, um, you know, not discrimination, but a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess criticism over the fact that I don't drink and that it makes me less fun to not drink a lot. And I'm just like, well... <laughs> What can you imagine that I am this crazy and this extra when I don't drink a lot? Imagine when I do, like, it's my own choice and I do it for my own reasons. Um, you know, um, something did happen before 
lockdown where I was literally like, yeah, I can't, I just can't do it. And I'm not going to go into what that was, Mm. but I'm just saying you could still be fabulous when you drink. So that's why I really appreciated their story because I've never been an alcoholic by any means at all. Um, but you know, overconsumption of alcohol doesn't mean have to be to the levels of alcoholism, right? It could be like drinking in excess, which I did. I did in the past, and I think we all have. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, like I, I'm not massive drinker. A lot mm-hmm. of people call me like a very slow drinker, a drinker, and like a lot of times I get asked, "Are you still drinking that?" <laughs> yeah but it's your choice though like it doesn't matter yeah exactly but uh at the same time like i i know myself when i drink a lot and i don't like that person and i think that's basically the mindset in which baga is she's like i think so who the person that drinks is like the drinks a lot is and i don't like them so um, yeah gonna keep it to us place in which a minimum i know where who i am and i like the person i enjoy being around myself and i like i like me when i drink this amount of drinks i don't like me yeah. then i go over and that totally makes sense it definitely because like for me I, I didn't i didn't like the person that i became when i drank not that anyone would be able to tell that it drastically changed my personality, but I knew, like, within myself, you know, like, that I wasn't that acting the way I normally would or saying the things that I would normally would say, you know. Alcohol does alter your behaviour. Yeah. And, like, um, I, as you said, we've had this conversation before, but I just appreciate it. It's like a British queen talking about drink culture and an American queen talking about drink culture. And at the, same, at the same time, despite the cultural differences, there's something that always remains the same, is that in drag culture, it is centred a lot around drink and good on them for speaking out and talking about it. We also get another interesting discussion, which is kind of the opposite of alcoholism, which is um, the girls opening up about their experiences in conservative upbringings. So both Blue and Janie grew up in religious parts of their countries, but Mo, who also grew up surrounded by religion, was on the path to ministry before being put through conversion therapy. And honestly, it blows my mind that conversion therapy still exists in 2022. Like, what is so wrong about being gay? You know, that, that in my eyes, there is nothing wrong with it. And, you know, Mo explains that the experience proved that it's shamed-based and there is no cultural or familial explanations for why people are queer. Instead, it reinforced for her that there is nothing wrong with anyone and everyone should be allowed to be who they are. And we do hear these conversion stories a lot on Drag Race because a lot of the queens have been given conversion therapy or, you know, made to go out with somebody of the opposite sex. And I'm just like, why can't you just love people for being who they are? Why do you feel the need to change them? What, you know, what, what is it that makes you so scared of gay people? Like, it's not a scary thing to be gay. It's 2022. Like, why are you still homophobic? Why, you, why don't you understand that our world is diverse and multicultural and people from different backgrounds, ethnicities, gender identities, 
yeah, everyone should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. I just don't understand this kind of bigotry in this day and age. To be fair, I, I don't get it either. Like, realistically, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it honestly upsets me, to be honest. Like, I, I, it makes me really angry yeah. that this still happens. Uh, in my head, I just live through the belief that you should live and let leave. And more of it, like, the amount of people that you're taking away from the, the personalities, the characters, and, like, people that are beautiful inside and out. Um, and you're taking them away from mass because you're because like realistically it's just not feeling sure about yourself because like what what is a gay person gonna do to you <laughs> why are they gonna what, you, you? you think they're gonna come and shoot you or something that's why people <laughs> that's yeah like hello <laughs> generally but but yeah it just doesn't i don't i don't get it and i it always upsets me to think about the fact that that's the reality in which we live. But yeah, yeah. I think I think both of these issues are quite upsetting. To be fair, you know, the need to feel like they have to drink a lot, um, being for being forced or coerced into things like co- um, conversion therapy. It's just it's just not on. To be honest, just let people be who they want to be. Just let them be who they want to be, please. We beg you. <laughs> A hundred percent. And this brings us actually to the main stage where Mama Ru is wearing uh, a multicolor zebra print. And uh, I am living for all the skin that Mama Ru has been showing uh, this season because it's been very, very, very much about every single part of her body like for real this year and uh, it feels like I must have said this a few times already maybe not in this season but it very much feels like Rue is aging backwards because <laughs> this this woman wearing this like seeking seeking I cannot say the word sequins zebra is <laughs> just so much it's giving me all the life because like when you generally think about zebra print it's like black and white but then rue come comes along and she's like no i want it to be red and green and yellow and you're like oh shit not only she's giving us zebra but she's giving her all this all the colors of african flags on that dress and the the shit is single sleeve. Nah, I could go on for about this dress for so long. So that's why we're gonna go straight into the main challenge, and I'm gonna open up by saying that everyone did actually so well. Even who I thought was gonna do really badly did well. I was actually really impressed by these girls. Like this is like the level of. Uh, of excellence that I came for, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is drag excellence. Like, not one of them messed up, not one of them was crunchy, and even the person that was the weakest still did a better job than some other girl group challenges I've seen overall, to be honest. I 
I was I was here for him. They did a real, real good job. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite? My favorite uh, must must have been Moart. Like when she was going in LA, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Give me the life. Give me that energy. Like, of course, the best vocals, Juju B. But that's auto tune. <laughs> that is uh, auto tune, and. Uh, like she's cheating like realistically last time we saw her on a tv show she was singing her heart out so um i think mo was the, like the best uh, the best out of all of them she had the energy she had the steps down she had really nice verbs uh, uh, verbs verse <laughs> nice verse and uh, she also had nice verbs as well of course <laughs> And, and phrases and rhymes and letters and alphabets all all of the words all of, all of the words all of the words yeah i i agree with you to be honest like mo absolutely ate this episode i was like oh my god i'm so happy like this was most challenge to win she did so good she looked fire it was just, you know what to be honest like i felt like everyone else was mo's back in dancers and i was here for it and she looked the best as well she had the acid blonde mullet she had the red and white latex jumpsuit and everything from her lyrics to her choreo was on fire you know like to be honest i was trying to like take down her lyrics but she was rapping so fast i was just like something about LAX and credit cards or something. I was like, I don't know, but it's so fast. I can't catch the lyrics, but it was really good. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And her dance moves were everything as well. I also really enjoyed blue as well. Um, you know, I love that she referenced eliminated and Pangina with the lipstick saying goodbye. I was just like, okay, I see. That's a uh, level of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of shadiness. No, but I, I I thought it was good because she was like, you know, I'm done talking about this conversation. Like, let's just go on with it. That's it. Move on. And she had some great individual choreo as well. Um, also, I liked the lyric, eliminate her Belfast queen as a gender breaker. Like, that was great. And JD, I was surprised at as well because obviously we heard her uh, singing like a cat mm. in the, the um, rehearsal. But she was saved by the beautiful power of Ian and his auto-tune. I think that was his name. Was it Ian? I don't know. No. It, was, it, was, it was some guy. It was Ian, I think. Well, I'm going to call him Ian now. So, you know, she was saved by the power of Ian. And she did a decent job. She also had a great, um, you know, choreo moment. But she was the weakest and she did get lost in the challenge. But to be honest, I think in any regular season, she would have been safe. Like any regular season, she would have been safe. But you know what? Everyone just did a really good job. And Bag of Chips is not a dancer. True. But I thought her verse was fun. And she put her bag of spin on the lyrics. It was fun, campy. She was giving me much better realness. She was saying about being the people's princess, I think. And something about paps. That's what I got from the lyrics. Uh, you know, she did it. She did a good job, and obviously Juju finally showed up. I was like, "Oh my god, it's about time!" <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> she delivered on a singing challenge this season at last. She did, and this is the probably the best she looked all season. Just from this little 
um, performance number and she had some fun vocals. But you know what? It was still the Mohart show. We're not going to lie. If I'm going to rank it, it's going to be Mohart, then Blue, then Jujubi, then Bagger, and then Janie. What say you? Yeah, no, actually the same. I, I actually don't think Jujubi was the best. No. Like, yeah, she did good, but she wasn't the best. Uh, so, no. so, yeah. And uh, that's why we're disappointed when we discover who the top symbols are. But before we get to that point, we do have to talk about the runway, guys. Oh, yes, it's true. Uh, as you know, as per usual, we're going to do a round down. It's going to be extremely quick because there's only five queens. And the category is work of art. Baga is giving us Van Gogh flowers. Louis is giving us Picasso-inspired gown. Janie is giving us Harry Warhol, Marilyn Monroe fantasy. Jujubi is giving us Irish Van Herben gown with the Art Decor Eleganza, or so she thinks. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. Mo is giving us life with Salvador Dali, and uh, she has a head of roses. But, like, the fact that this head of roses can open up, the mechanics of it, Anna, please let us know who your standouts are. But if you are in your right mind, I think I already know who they are. Who, well, who girl. <laughs> girl, you know, you know that there is only one name that I can say, and obviously that is Mohawk. Okay, yeah, I know I usually do more than one standout, but as we're here so close to the final, from now on, well, for the next two episodes, I guess, we are just going to have one standout because the Queen deserves her shining moment to stand out on the runway, you know what I mean? And... Mm-hmm. Um, Moha, I just loved her interpretation of Salvador Dali. First of all, because Salvador Dali is one of my favorite artists. Like, I love surrealism. I think it's so exceptional. And the way that she interpreted the art movement was just absolutely beautiful. I loved the retractable floral birdcage headpiece and the gorgeous lavender lam- color with the itty bitty sparkles. It just looks so expensive on her skin. She always looks so regal. Like, I know I keep saying this. It's like, oh, yawn, here we go again. She's saying the same thing. But I'm like, well, what can I tell you? She looks rich, she looks sumptuous, and she looks elegant. Like, girl, never fails to deliver on the runway. And this week was no exception. Plus, her mug is absolutely beat for the gods. She simply looks stunning. And I could tell you that the judges' jaws were dropping just as much as mine were. Like, I'm telling you, this is what happened. And, like, for me personally, if I was doing um, an art movement, I would have either gone with a Frida Kahlo interpretation or Salvador Dali. So I think Mohart's in good hands. She did a really good job. And I I think that the other queens, well, most of them, (laughs) you know, their looks were good. Um, But I was also kind of disappointed that we didn't see a little bit more elevation, you know, Mohart level elevation. That's all I'm going to say. But it was really good. I was happy. I was living for it. I almost fainted. It was fantastic. But we do get to the top two. 
And then who is in the bottom? So the top two, drum roll please, Gabby, if you will. Da, 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 is Mohart, obviously, and Juju. Mm, that's my response. <laughs> but, my response yes. is actually, <laughs> why? <laughs> I didn't even want to make a word. I just wanted to make a noise because I was just like, I'm over it now. I was like, why? Like, what's going on? No, look, listen, guys, we're not hating because Juju did do a good job. As I said earlier, I would have ranked her third. But I really feel like when it came to lyrics, when it came to choreo, when it came to look, I think that Blue should have been in the top with Mo. Do I 100% agree that Mo should have been in the top two? Yes, obviously. Hello, did you not see her? She was eating them for breakfast. But Juju, uh, she, did, she did do good, okay? She did. But she didn't do good enough for me, personally. Exactly. What, <laughs> what say you, Gabby? She didn't do, like, I am over her. So, like, realistically, of course, yes, I am over her. So, like, people would think, oh, she's biased and that's why she doesn't want her to win. But right. not that, guys. is literally... She was not the best. And like, she wasn't. not one of the two best. So I think at this point, Mama Ru must have saved her just because uh, it, it would have been her time to go. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that Ru really wanted her in the final. Plus, as well, we also have to say that Ru always overlooks Blue and it really annoys me. I was going to say it really pisses me off. But yeah, it does. It pisses me off. Because I'm just like, Blue could have had another two wins by this point. Like, please, what are you doing? Yeah. What? She, what are you doing? Give her another repeat of that. But, you know, everyone else is in the bottom. So, of course, we have... Janie, Baga and Blue. There you go. And do you agree? Well, no, not really. Not with one yeah, of them. We already said that we don't. So. Exactly. So we don't really need to say anything else. But we do get to Untucked, which has some little itty-bitty um, gossip for us to talk over. Yeah. So yeah. First of all, I really want to start with the juicy part, which is Juju finally revealing what her strategy is, which apparently was to show the other queens that she was a basic bitch and wasn't a threat, so they wouldn't send her home, and that she thinks that Berger is doing the same. Okay, now hear me out. That strategy is all very well, yeah, but what happens when queens actually, you know, follow the rules and take track record into account which no they didn't do this season but what happened if they did that you just get sent home straight away right like, and also what kind of strategy is that to make people think that you're terrible <laughs> that doesn't make sense because she, because she's not terrible she is good like she just Maybe didn't deliver he read so. the queens like in in not by reading challenge standards but like reading the, the the room in which she was because yeah. realistically, even like just considering the fact that Lemon was sent to him, Lemon was a threat. When whereas Janie at the start was not because she looked True. very unpolished. But do do you think that Bagger is doing the same like Juju is saying? Nah, 
<laughs> bag so why do why do you think Juju's saying that then? I guess that's what she's sensing. And like sometimes mm. your perception of things and like the way things are they do not always match and it's fine. Yeah. Realistically, I don't see that as an issue at all. No, I, I agree. I think I think the bagger's just being nice and she's just being vulnerable, which she's shown us that she does, you know. So yeah. I don't read too much into it. Um, but obviously, you know, Mo and Juju needs to decide who they are going to eliminate. Okay, so knowing that the the bottom three queens that we have, who would you eliminate from this lineup? You can't say Juju B because she's not there. Oh. You're like, I don't want to eliminate any of them. I was, I would take Juju from the top and put it back in the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, in that case, uh, I'd be for Jenny Jacay because she has been in the bottom of the team, so. Yeah. So she's uh, the one, the queen with the most queens right now. True. But we do have, seem to have alliances in this Untucked. You know, we have Blue banking on a deal that she made with Mo to not eliminate one another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Bagger pitched that she wants to be around because she loves Mo's company so much. And Janie challenged Mo to make the choice to go against the bestie in the end, which would mean keeping her around. And then Blue was like, to Juju, well, you've made a bold decision and, you know, oh, the Blue pitched to Juju that, yes, she had made a bold decision in trying to send Pangina home. I say trying. She did send her home. <laughs> well, I'm saying she's trying. Um, and she doesn't think she deserves to go home. But, you know, Bagger got emotional and said she'd never make the choice to send Juju home. And then Juju's kind of like, mm, should I eliminate a good friend friend in Janie who did save her once but also pulled her lipstick once? Or do I go for someone else? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out. And we do. But uh, So we do get back onto the main stage. And the lip sync song is uh, Toy by Netta. And if you are Eurovision super fan, you know that, that she was the winner of uh, the 2018 edition of the show, uh, bringing home uh, the trophy for Israel. Oh, and- by the way, I really love this song. Like, this was such a perfect song for them to lip sync to. I was just like, yes. Like, it's one of the only songs that I actually like from Eurovision. To be honest, I'm not a Eurovision super fan, but I really did like this song. Oh, you're missing some gems. Some, so gems, some gems, really. But you just uh, get into it, I think. <laughs> sorry? But what, what, more importantly, though, apart from the amazing song, what did you think of the lip sync? It was good. Like the song has that chicken so- uh, sound, and uh, like you did expect them to bring it, uh, bring it home, and like show us their chicken. Uh, but um, but I thought that more really, really did have have it. Like the song, the attitude, everything was there for Mo. And, uh, like, I found Juju's uh, lip sync a little bit basic, if that makes sense. Mm. Why are you yeah. talking about lip sync? 
Yeah, I have to agree. I do think that Mo won the lip sync, but I knew that Jujubee won the lip sync. You know why? Because camera kept panning to Jujubee every yeah. time that... Yeah, it was so annoying. Every time that Mo was doing a sick dance move, she, they were just like <laughs> panning over to Juju doing chicken dance. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I, I think that they both did a really good job. Like, yeah, it was a close call, but not that close. Like, no. if anything, why didn't you just make it a double? Oh, if they made it a double, that would have made it so much better, though. Even though that, you know, Mo deserved to have the win by herself, if it was a double, that would have been interesting in terms of elimination. But I think that Mo just channeled the energy of the song more. Obviously, you know, there were some people being like, I shouldn't do, like, cartwheels and stuff like that. It's like, um, because Mo can't do a cartwheel, that's why. <laughs> and why does she need to do a cartwheel for a chicken song? Like, I don't know. But, you know, I thought it was a really good lip sync. I couldn't take my eyes off Mo, honestly speaking. Like, she's just so magnetic. And ultimately, she should have won. Yes, guys, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, she did the best in the challenge. She helped everyone with their lyrics and choreo. And she had the best runway look. Now, you can't tell me she didn't eat. Because she did. She ate a lot. Yeah. She ate <laughs> the ate. whole competition. She, oh, my God. She Literally. Point. It was her episode. It was her episode. She could have just won the whole thing just from this one episode. Like, she could have done bad the whole time and then just came out this episode and everyone would be like, woo, I'm cheering for her now. But, you know, we are not the judges and ultimately, Rue preferred Jujubee's take on the show. And she was declared this week's winner. And um, I don't agree, but we have to go with it. So, because Jujubee won, she decided to eliminate dun, 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 Janie. Yeah, it was sad to see her go, but I kind of expected it to happen. She had been in the bottom before. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, she was a, she was a strong competitor. Um, you know, her growth from the first episode to now was pretty high. And while there were challenges she won that I don't think she should have won, she still did a really good job. And I'm, I think it's great that she got a chance to show what she can do. So now it's really going to help her stand out in the drag race world. Yeah. And the only thing I'm thinking, right, if, mm, if Mo had won the lip sync, who did she decide to eliminate? And is that the reason why she didn't win the lip sync? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think she might have tried to eliminate someone like Blue? Mm, possibly. Or Baga. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't mind so much about bagger. I do like bagger chips, but you know, I like blue more. So no, <laughs> if she try, if she tried to eliminate blue, I'd be like, oh gosh, now you really got rid of your other competition. Yeah, but like between, I think now that we have our top four, which is bagger, blue, more, and jujubee. Why? Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, honestly, not the top four I expected, but there you go. 100% not. But we have a UK versus US affair. Yeah, it's not UK versus the world anymore. It's just like, hello, I'm in the US and you're in the UK. And it's just like, well, this is diverse, isn't it? <laughs> that, I'm, not, I'm not really sure that you understood the assignment, Queens. But um, realistically, what I... 
I see like the top two that I envision at this point with this cast is Blue and Mark yeah. being at the top. I really pray that that's going to happen, but you know I have a bad feeling. But <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything, so we're going to see what we're going to see what happens. All I know is I would be happy if either of these two queens would be crowned Blue or Mo. I'm happy with either. But I more so blue, but I I really love Mo. Mo is one of my favorite queens. So is blue though. But in this competition, I think it's blue's crown. But I think that Rue it sometimes takes drugs. So I don't know. <laughs> no, oh, it's not drugs. What is it? Coffee enemas? 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 Coffee enemas? Yeah. Sometimes Rue drinks coffee. So I don't know. I don't know. But next week is the finale, and uh, we are gonna witness a lipstick smackdown like we have seen uh, in the American seasons for the longest time, and uh, we're exporting that to the to the UK. Which um, I don't know. Am I excited? Am I interested in this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That but to be honest, yeah, we don't know what the songs are going to be. We don't know how the queens are going to perform. So it could be lackluster. It could be amazing. Yeah, exactly. I really hope it's amazing. And uh, that's what we're going to bring to you next week. I really so, hope so. That brings us to the end of this, this week's episode. Thank you very much, guys. You've been uh, great. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, that's chicks talking drug underscore the pod. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. And yeah, we cannot wait for next week finale. Thank you very much, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Don't forget to watch UK Drag Race versus the world on BBC Free in the UK and also Wow Presents Plus for anyone else in the world. And it comes out every Tuesday at 9pm UK time or on Wild Present the day after.